Welcome to Blueprint of Faith. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Faith. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith, we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for this life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. We have been looking at a series that I started a little while ago about um, uh, false prophets or teachers and so forth, and then uh, we're going to pick up on false doctrines, and then we're going to go into false religions. And I have been uh, looking at the um, the current situation that we're in as um, we see the rise of hatred and all of these different things and the rise of the white nationalist church and uh, white evangelical and all these kinds of stuff. And I wanted to bring some attention to them using the format of false preachers, uh, false teachers, and uh, false uh, doctrines and false um, uh, uh, false religion. And so we had um, uh, been using this background just to have this conversation because I believe it's, it's, it's very prominent right now that we need to deal with it because we have these people that are calling themselves Christians. And I want to say to you from the onset, they are not Christians. They are not born-again believers. They are not Christians that are following Jesus Christ of Nazareth. They are another sect of Christians which is contrary to uh, Jesus Christ and all of his teachings. Now, you've heard me talk to you guys before about the kingdom that we have. When one becomes born again, we are the Bible tells us we are plucked out or we've been translated from one kingdom into another kingdom. And that this kingdom is the kingdom of God, uh, where Jesus Christ is the head of this kingdom, being, and then God being the head of Jesus Christ. Um, we also are told that we were um, plucked out of the kingdom of darkness. And so we have a kingdom of darkness, and in the kingdom of darkness, the Bible tells us that we live there, we're in it, but we're not of it. So then you have... Uh, these, uh, the kingdom of darkness, because we're here, we're in the world, but not of the world, we get a chance to see how the kingdom of darkness tries to copy, quote-unquote, Jesus Christ to mirror his, um, the Christians in the kingdom of God, in, a, in the other kingdom. And so we're looking at this kingdom that is a part of the kingdom of darkness uh, that is, quote-unquote, calling themselves Christians. So when I look at those two, because there's a definite difference, because in the kingdom of God, 
there is no champion other than Jesus Christ uh, for the gospel and for uh, for God and for uh, Christianity. If you are the Christian that are in the kingdom of God, but in the kingdom of darkness, we see that quote unquote um, when we look at our, especially in America, when we look at uh, our political world and we kind of look at our world uh, globally. We see that these politicians are parading to be Jesus Christ's defender, the defender of truth. We are pro-life. We are pro-Christian values and all of these things that they are saying. That's all fine and good, but it's all about fake Christianity. This is what the, the best that the kingdom of darkness can come up with to call Christians because Jesus said, you are going to identify those who have uh, who are uh, against my kingdom simply by what they do. He said, many have infiltrated my kingdom pretending to be born again. But he said, just hang on. He says that uh, you shall know them by their fruit. They're going to infiltrate. They're going to be, and that's what we've been doing, talking about us in our morning rant, rant identifying who they were, that they are... Um, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, who, who, we're talking about who they are as far as uh, they are sheeps. They are wolves in sheep clothing, ravenous uh, wolves, the Bible tells. So now there's one identifier that I want to talk to for this particular uh, sermon today, and we're going to do maybe a two-part on this, is how we treat the poor. And so this is a very important aspect of God, because God is very mindful of the poor. And so we can see, based on how one treats the poor, if they are truly uh, God's helpers, if you will, or God's uh, um, in the kingdom of God. So now let's see what the kingdom of God says, or what the criteria that he begins to tell us how we ought to be treating the poor. He says in Deuteronomy 15.11 that... Um, for there will never cease to be poor in the land. And so he identifies and he makes us aware that there will never be, um, you know, poor people will always be with us. In this kingdom and even in God's kingdom, there are poor people in God's kingdom in the sense that they are not aware of who they are in Christ Jesus and they haven't walked into the fullness of what he has done for them and the power that they are. And so um, they're poor for a lack of knowledge. The scripture says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So, uh, but he's also stating that in both kingdoms, you're going to have poor people. But in the kingdom of God, he does some things for, for them. And in the kingdom of darkness, he also um, requires that uh, they be treated a certain way as well, um, because the Bible tells us that he's the, um, the God of the, both uh, the rich and the poor. And so if he is God of rich and poor here on all on the whole earth, on this earth, because he says, he, my God owns this piece of property as well. And so um, if he being the owner of this property, this piece of property, he's telling us that uh, I want you guys to take care of them. I am the God of the rich. I am the God of the poor. And you ought to respect the poor. And so I want to take a look at how the, um, according to the defenders of Christianity, and we know that they are, they call themselves the Republican Party. These guys and the, and the white evangelical church, they're married together 
and they are symbiotic in relationship, and they have claimed to be the defenders of Christianity and of God and of Jesus Christ. And so anything outside of them is demonic. And so they are telling people that we are pro-life. And um, uh, that is such a lie. And my hope is that people stop buying into that. They're not pro-life. They've never been pro-life. They have never been pro-life. They just say those things to get your vote. And I, I've seen Christians, um, I mean, last uh, uh, election, I saw men and women that I looked up to that I studied and followed for the entire Christian life that I had that were saying, forget uh, the man's character, okay? Forget the man's character and vote for him because of their platform. Forget his character, and vote for the Republican platform. I don't know what that platform was. The platform was because they, um, you know, uh, are pro-life, you know, and since and have Christian values. But there is nothing about that whole group of people that have any kind of Christian values and is any kind of pro-life. And so we see that they have put aside one's character and they're willing to walk the, and make a deal with the devil just to get uh, because he says that he's pro-life but even that i told you guys that uh, the onset of that individual uh, he was the timing for him was correct that he the bible tells us that god puts one person in and he takes one person out and he does that because he has certain um each one of them are moving according to a timeline and he gave entrance and the boldness of men and women to become out to come out of from their darkness where they were and they're out in the open where we see the entrance of hatred to the degree that has never been on this particular planet that you and I have been uh, um, privy to where we've seen it and get a taste of it. And so we're looking around the world and we see in America where this pro-life people have a promote a, cult, a culture of guns. And because they're uh, beholden to gun lobbyists, they, this all changed in 2008, I believe, when they, they started um, letting all of these uh, uh, military-grade uh, uh, weapons out on the streets. And so these are the same pro-life guys that are interested in living and pro-life. And, and they're not paying attention to the little children that are caught within those uh, uh, school shootings that have been going on for hundreds of years in America. This pro-life group is refusing to do anything about it. So as we begin to look at uh, their behavior on the poor, we read Deuteronomy uh, 15.11, the beginning of it, and uh, I want to read the whole thing, but um, it tells us that the poor is going to be with us at all times. And so God knows that the poor is going to be on, uh, with us at all times. He then is going to require us to um, behave a certain way towards them, for they will never cease to be poor in the land. Therefore, because they will never cease to be poor in the land, therefore, I command you. So this is a command of God. It's not a, a request. He's not telling us that we ought to do, you know, if we feel like doing it. He says that he commands us. 
you shall open wide your hand to your brother, to the needy, and to the poor in your land. So we see here that God has commanded us to behave a certain way towards the poor. And if you and I are going to behave differently towards them, then we have a problem. We are then breaking a commandment of God because he commanded us to, um, you know, that we should do this for the poor and behave a certain way. So, um, and I want you guys to look up and, and we now are going to take the word of God. Our purpose of this is to take the word of God and line it up with these men that are calling themselves the defenders of Christianity and of Jesus Christ. And so they want to bring back America, as they are saying, back to the Christian values. I don't know when America had those, but, you know, it's in the tenets, but many of them did not believe it. Even the men that were writ that wrote the tenets had to grapple with the fact that uh, men, black, dark-skinned men, were not a percentage of a man, but they were a full man. So, I mean, uh, we know that uh, uh, when they came here, uh, they came and they brutalized the people that was here um, to the degree where they stripped them of everything, stripped them of their pride, stripped them of who they were, uh, um, uh, you know, just caused havoc within that people and that those tribes, and now they are telling you and I to go back home, uh, get out of here and go back home. And these ignorant people, because they're absolutely ignorant, to not, don't even understand that their own history, that they're not part of this place. And so we are seeing then that uh, the scripture is holding a light towards them. And I'm talking to you guys seriously so that you can understand the gravity of these men and women, the evil of them, so that you would depart from them, because the scripture tells us to depart from them. It tells us in Proverbs 29, 7, A righteous man knows the rights of the poor. A righteous man knows the rights of the poor. A wicked man does not understand such knowledge. Now, when we take this information, this word of God, and we put it to that uh, group of people that are claiming to be the defenders of Christianity, um, a righteous man knows the rights of the poor. So you then must know the rights of the poor. And then God command you, as I said to you earlier, that um, he tells you that the poor is going to be here on both lands, both kingdoms. Therefore, I command you, you shall open wide, not open stingily, open wide your hands to your brother, to the needy, and to the poor in your land. And so, uh, he says that a righteous man knows the rights of the poor. Now, when you take that party that is claiming to be the defenders of righteousness and the defenders of Christ, we see that that is not the case because they do everything against the poor. We know that if you look at and do a search and see um, with uh, uh, Medicaid, let's take Medicaid for instance because I came out of the healthcare, Medicaid and the health plans and all these different things. When you look at the defenders of Christianity, the Republicans, they are attacking, they want to strip everything away from the poor to give to the rich. And God talks about that. And so I want to take a look at some scriptures. And we're going to look, and uh, not this is going to take us a couple of weeks, but I want to go through these scriptures and so that people 
will then have to deal with God on his own as he is bringing you attention to your behavior and you're claiming to be Christians. Uh, Proverbs 14 verses, I think, 31. Let me take you guys there. Whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker, but he who is generous to the needy honors him. And so here we have this group of people again that are claiming this white nationalist that is supporting these Republicans because they have, they're symbiotic, they're one, they're tied into one relationship. And we know that this relationship was given birth back with Constantine, where the church lied and said that Constantine was a Christian and, and did all of that stuff. And they married each other at that time and where the church became really political, um, a part of politics, so forth. In Constantine's time, we see that this is the same behavior that we're seeing today from the church. And so they're not any different. So I've always, they're not the true body of Christ from the kingdom of God. The Bible tells us it's two different places. So when you look at their behavior, this is normal stuff. And so they are a counterfeit Christianity, if you will. They are in the darkness, the kingdom of darkness, and they are a counterfeit Christianity. And that counterfeit Christianity can only be a brutal place because the leader of that, the Bible says, he's a murderer, he is a liar, and all of these, his children disguise himself like he disguised himself, like an angel of light. They disguise themselves as well. So they're just behaving like their father, which is from the kingdom of darkness. And that's how they are acting and, and moving forward. So Proverbs 14, uh, um, it tells us 14.31, uh, tells us whosoever op oppresses a poor man insults God. So these defenders of Christianity are insulting God every day. You have when my Mexican brothers and sisters were coming across, and of course, um, they really come against them, and uh, um, the, 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 they call them all kinds of names, the immigrants and all these types of stuff, not understanding that they are so ignorant that they are also, their descendants were also ignorant. Now, I wouldn't, uh, were immigrants, I wouldn't be upset because Jesus Christ, I know in our kingdom, the kingdom of light, Jesus Christ accepts uh, immigrants because he was an immigrant. Because he had to move from his homeland because of political oppression to move to another area. And he had an angel that came to wake him up and says, get out of this land. Uh, and he was fleeing um, political oppression because they were killing people in his country at the time. And so Jesus Christ understands the plight of an immigrant. But those that are in the kingdom of darkness, they do not because they are corrupt and they don't see it because they don't understand that their descendants are descendants from, um, uh, you know, were immigrants as well. And let me show you Leviticus chapter 19, verses 9 and 10. We'll probably read that as well. When you reap your harvest of your land, you shall not reap the, your field right up to its edge, neither shall you gather the gleaning after your harvest. And you shall not strip your vineyard bare, neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and for the so sojourners. I am the Lord your God. So he's saying for those people that are 
you know, walking around, the poor people and the people who are traveling, um, you know, the immigrants and all these other people, he's saying, take care of them. When you're dealing with all of your wealth and your money and so forth, don't forget the poor because I am the Lord your God. And so uh, he is the Lord your God of all the earth. He is the Lord of God over you. You may not think so, but he can take away your life by removing the Holy Spirit out of your space. And the Bible tells us if the Holy Spirit removes himself, all flesh will die. So my God, that is in the kingdom of Jesus Christ, has his life, has your life in his hands. And he can take it away at any time because he says in his word, that he is the uh, God of the rich and the poor. Let me take you to that. It's in Proverbs chapter 22, verses 2. The rich and the poor meet together. The Lord is the maker of them all. So you got nothing on any of us. You, you got nothing on us, you know. So as you are a fake representation of Christians that are in the other kingdom. So this is how you behave. And so the Father is saying to you that if you uh, are going to uh, treat and oppress a poor man, uh, you're insulting God. And so you can only insult God with your behavior because what? Because you don't know God. And so because you don't know God, you are insulting him, claiming to be a Christian. But as I mentioned, you can't be because you are your father is the enemy. Proverbs 17.5, whoever mocks the poor insults his maker. He who is glad at calamity will not go unpunished. Uh, this is, I'm bringing to you guys and showing you and giving you some insight as to what the Bible says concerning the poor and how we ought to um, deal with the poor. And, uh, it, you know, it is a telling state when you cannot take care of someone like that. And I know that America is such a, has been such a blessed country. God has blessed them with much. And um, he has given this country more so than anything else. And this country has turned around and they have been abusing and mistreating the poor. They have been stealing from them, these politicians that are claiming to be the defenders of Jesus Christ and the defenders of Christianity. They have been stealing from them. You shall do no injustice in court. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great, but in righteousness shall you judge your neighbor. You shall not do injustice in court. You shall not be partial to the poor or differ to the great. And we know that this is how they operate. If you look at what's happening within the political uh, um, and the global uh, you know, uh, uh, stage, what's happening in the global theater with all these leaders and with these men and women, that are defenders of Christianity from all, all over the globe. But again, I'm telling you, they're defenders of an evil Christianity, the Christianity that is in the kingdom of darkness, not the Christianity that is a part of the kingdom of light or the kingdom of God or the kingdom of God's dear son. 
that kingdom tells us. And so those that are born again, this is how we ought to be uh, um, responding to the, the poor. One of the things that broke my heart, um, w- whether in both, uh, um, you know, the last couple of, of, of uh, presidencies, uh, whether it, it was in B- uh, Barack Obama's uh, presidency or, or um, you know, uh, Trump's presidency, of separating families and putting these children in cages. One of the things that broke my heart was uh, the question that I kept asking was, where is the church? Where is the church that these men and women that are claiming and so um, so excited to tell the whole world that they are his counselors, these Christians, that are telling him that, you know, they're his counselors, especially these white evangelical people that were watching these children in this state. They had the power to say to those leaders, if you touch that, we will not vote for you. Clean that up. And you would not believe how fast they would all clean that up because they covet your vote. So if you sanction that, like you sanction slavery, because if you go to the, um, and you, you track slavery within the kingdom of darkness, there is always a church there that uh, was preaching uh, slavery and um, using the scriptures, you know, based on a time. And, uh, you know, God works with time and, and culture with people. But they take these scriptures and then they use those and pull it and enslave, use it to justify their behavior before God. And every one of those slave trades where they, the ports where they had slaves and all those things, in dungeons, there was a church. A church sanctioned that. And so we saw that in real time a few years ago when we were watching it on TV and uh, these families being put in jail and uh, I mean cages and stuff like that. And not a single one of those people that are claiming to be Christians like Jesus Christ, who Jesus said, suffer the children, the little children, not, I mean, take care of those kids. None of them stood up and came to this man and say, no, we need you to stop. None of them came to Barack Obama in, in his administration and said, no, we need to stop. None of them. And so it tells me that this church that are calling themselves Christians are absolutely 100% corrupt, just like the church that sanctions slavery. And so we have to come to the conclusion and the understanding that there's two types of churches. There's one in the kingdom of darkness that's the counterfeit and then there's the rem- the remnant the body of Christ God said he always has a small amount of people that is the true church and um, the masses is not the true church we like these these guys and so we are seeing um, the behavior of the church with Constantine the same way we're looking at it today and uh, we should not be surprised that it is absolutely a counterfeit church it's not anything about Jesus of Nazareth it's another Jesus that they have because the Bible tells us that this same Jesus that's who we're looking for is a specific one the one that has nail marks in his hand and stuff like that 
And so when these people are coming to you and they're saying to you that they are, you know, representation of Christ and they're, they're Christ, you know, risen and all this kind of nonsense, this same Jesus, it tells us, this same Jesus. So I want to see the marks in your hand. If you don't have that, get out, you know, get out of my face, man, because uh, uh, you are a false teacher. And so as we're looking at the scriptures and kind of um, bringing some light to this madness that this group of people that is defending Jesus Christ and Christianity, it tells us that a righteous man knows the rights of the poor. If these people knew the rights of the poor, they would not be trying to uh, take away people's Medicaid, people's Medicare, people's health care, the poor people's stuff now. The Medicaid is just the poor stuff that they're trying to get some health care, some government health care as these um, white uh, uh, politicians and black politicians, all of them, are getting health care, government health care. They're telling us that they don't want us to have government health care. I have never in my entire life met a politician that wants his mother and his father to give up Medicare. Not one. Ask them since, you know, they understand government health care because they get it. And so they're trying to tell you that you're struggling. They got money now. We pay for all of them. And they're trying, you, they're trying to take care of you now. And they're telling you, no, you can't get what you give us. This is what we, we, we love this stuff, but you can't experience this. And so you have to at some point snap yourself out of that um, deception that you're in because you are deceived. The scripture tells us that you are deceived. And so you need to get to God and um, uh, have him release you from the deception that you're in. The scripture says in Proverbs 19.17, Whosoever is generous to the poor lends to God, and he will repay him for his deed. So we see that these guys are even willing to rob God. They're stealing from God because he said, I am giving you an opportunity. Why? Because, he says, for there will never cease to be poor in the land. Therefore, I command you, you shall open your hands to your brother. I mean, open wide, he says, your hands to your brother, to the needy and to the poor in your land. And so you, politician, are responsible for you. You on the, on, the, on the state level, you on the city level, you on the federal level, you are responsible for your land. And God says that when you, whoever is gracious or generous to the poor, lends to him and he will repay. And so he is looking at these greedy men and women evil people because he tells them he says who oppresses a poor man insults god and so i don't care who they are but anytime i see people oppress a poor man i know that they don't even have respect for god because the bible tells us that they are insulting him and if they're going to insult god almighty trust me they will insult you too because they have no filter when it comes to sin. They have absolutely none and that they are not capable of doing righteousness because God says, um, you know, to be righteous, to be gracious. And he tells us um, that uh, if you give to the poor, you are uh, lending to me. So I want to uh, um, read this scripture to you guys and um, I'm going to continue this teaching because it is a serious teaching uh, about all of these men and women that are trying to tell us that they are Christians and that they are fighting for God's and for Jesus Christ for his teachings. 
and for his ways and his belief system. And so I am taking one simple um, uh, uh, group of people to see how you behave to them. And then I am going to look at you and look at the Word of God, and I'm going to make my judgment based on that as to who you are. Because the Bible tells us that I ought to be testing every spirit. And so I'm going to test you with the word of God. So when these men are telling you that they are pro-life, they don't know anything about life. Because if they were pro-life, they would be fighting to make sure that there is no guns on the street that will take the life of one beautiful baby. Yet they are against anything, the simplest stuff, the, the smallest stuff, uh, background check. Every, I mean, most of Americans are for background checks. And these evil people that are claiming to be pro-life will not even do that simple deed. How can you be pro-life and not even do that? They are demonic people filled with hatred, filled with strife, filled with division, because all they teach, all they speak is division, hatred, and fearful principles. They are not from the body of Christ. These are not Christians. They are Christians in the kingdom of darkness. They are fake Christians. They're not real, born-again, believing, spirit-filled, love Jesus, love the Holy Spirit, love God Almighty, because he tells us how to behave, how to treat the poor. Matthew 25, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you, a stranger, I welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick and in prison? So we're getting to see now what a picture of uh, the Christians are. So we're going to keep going and see what he says at the end of this. So, and now you, I want you to see who he's talking to. Then the righteous answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you as a stranger and welcome you naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? All the kings answered them, truly I say unto you, as you did it to one of least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. And so we see a picture of what the others that are in the kingdom of God, when they are giving to the poor, when they're giving to the weak, and all these things, how God responds to them. And so he's telling us that when you did it to them, you did it, you did it to me. But because those that are in that kingdom of darkness, they don't do that. The Bible tells us what they do. So you and I are studying and reading how they treat God's people. But I want to tell you guys something, you know, that God is a serious God. And you may not see things happen to you right now. And you may 
think that you are getting away with stuff. But I want to promise you that you are not. Um, God is plays the long game. And uh, he says in his scriptures that I'm willing that none should perish. And so I am waiting and playing the long game, giving man time to repent and, uh, you know, to seek his face. And so you have to make a choice because God is playing the long game. And are you going to be uh, um, one of those that are going to be swept up in your mess? Or are you going to be one that repents? All my bones shall say, O Lord, who is like you, delivering the poor from him who is too strong, poor and needy. For him who robs him. God is watching all of you politicians that are stealing from the poor to give to the rich. The Bible tells us that when he lets loose on you, be afraid of him who can both destroy this body and the soul. So I'm going to continue this scripture. We're going to study about the poor because it's very important. You and I as Christians, we see the poor and we ought to be very mindful as we see someone on the street that is needy. I wanted to talk about this subject because I believe we are entering in an area and a time when we are going to see more poor brothers and sisters because of things at work, um, families changing. Uh, COVID is the beginning of it. Um, Losing homes, losing jobs, losing all of that stuff. It's coming and it's coming like a tidal wave. And so you and I have to be ready and prepare to take care of them and make sure that they're all um, provided for. Because as we read what God said, when you do it to them, you're doing it to him. And how many of you guys don't want to put some clothes around Jesus? How many of you don't want to hug him? How many of you don't want to encourage him to come and sit down? Um, he warns those people. He says, don't give to the rich. Don't invite them for a banquet. He says, throw a banquet and invite the poor, those that can't give back. You invite the blind, the sick. He says, those are the people. Invite your, your, your rich friends. Um, and so uh, that's a fake church, fake Christianity, and they're all, they can only do what their father does. And he's a thief, murderer from the beginning. And so the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. You walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is a victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.